In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This morning before we begin, I invite you to listen to this gospel passage one more time. You know it. We've all heard it numerous times, but I want you to follow along with me on the screen behind me or in your bulletin or in your Bible at home as we hear this once again and then open up a couple of verses in this this morning. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, of whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Tucked in those verses are two verses that I want us to open up today. The verses 45 and 46. A candid, unknown conversation being recorded by John's gospel between Philip and Nathaniel. says, Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. This verse before us today is one that I have visited many times with people who are struggling in life, be it through addictions, hardships, numerous types of losses and difficulties in their lives. And today, every one of those things is at a whole different height in our world as a result of what we're all living through today. They have all intensified exponentially. And as we turn the cage on a calendar for another year, that isn't somehow going to magically fix it, will it? We know that. The struggles are real and they're still all around us in every corner. So I want us to focus on this first this morning in light of what we are living through today. And with that in mind, I want to start by asking a very pointed but fairly simple question that I'm quite sure that I know the answer to. And that is simply this. Have you ever been guilty of making a bad assumption? Now, I'm not going to ask for a showing of hands. (laughs) 
But I can assure you that each one of us, as we well know, are guilty. And in this verse this morning, we find the first person called in John's Gospel. The newly called disciple Nathaniel. And he responds to the good news of the discovery of the long-awaited Messiah by making a bad assumption. Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, Nathaniel's little knock of Nazareth has <laughs> led generation upon generation to assume that Nazareth was famous for being infamous. But the truth is, folks, that just isn't so. Before Nathaniel's naysaying, there was nary a word about Nazareth's reputation. Nazareth was what it was, just another dusty, insignificant village probably struggling to stay solvent. That is, until John's gospel recorded Nathaniel's personal opinion of a place. And today, more than two centuries later, our opinions are still skewed. Skewed by a single bad assumption that Nathaniel tossed out centuries ago. Have you ever wondered, or thought about even, why John felt it important to preserve this opinion of Nathaniel? What relevant lesson could we possibly learn from this 2,000 years later? Learn from, a, from an assumption about a place that he had a poor opinion of? Well, the answer is still the same. Come and see. It's fairly safe to say, I think, that Nathaniel was probably opinionated and assuming. But as I asked you earlier, it's pretty fair to say that we all make assumptions, as we well know. How many times have you heard or said any of these little statements? I've seen his type before. He'll never change. Or she's always so negative. I know what she's going to say. I know he won't understand. He never has. He never does. Or this is the one I hear a lot in the corporate world. Well, it's always been like this. It's the way we've always done it. It won't ever change, right? We'll never get any better. Or the one that we're hearing today most frequently. There's nothing good can come out of this situation or this season around us. We've got a lot of people that think that, that assume that. Friends, people of faith, upright people like Nathaniel, people like you, like me, make these and all sorts of bad assumptions every day. Sometimes our assumptions are about other people, how they'll behave, what they'll say, what they'll think or believe. Sometimes our assumptions are about passing seasons like the one we're in now, or other specific situations or relationships or the state maybe of our nation today. Or maybe the state of our church. Or some other situation that we might think or see as hopeless. And then there are those times that we look at ourselves. Some aspect of our lives that we personally understand better. Maybe it's some secret we've carried for years. Maybe it's some illness we face every day. Maybe it's some addiction we hide. Maybe it's some hurt we've caused others. 
Or maybe it's the deep loneliness and emptiness of social separation or grief of a loved one. We often think to ourselves, will this ever get any better? Can anything good come out of this? We may or may not verbalize our assumptions aloud, my friends, but they rattle through our heads and consume our thoughts and influence our actions. And we all know what happens when we assume. We're all adults. We've all heard the old saying, we assume it makes an ass of you and me. The fact is, as an, <laughs> an aging man, I can attest to that's truth. <laughs> that old saying certainly holds truth. But I want us to look at assumptions today from a different lens, a little more subjectively, in light of what's going on in this world today. Friends, our bad assumptions can destroy relationships. They can destroy reputations. Our bad assumptions can easily ruin lives. In fact, they can cost lives. You see, assuming, my friends, suggests that we know more than we really do. Years ago, the master magician, Harry Houdini, while performing a demonstration in Scotland, was thoroughly searched, placed in shackles, and then placed in a jail cell. The jailer then shut the door and walked away. Houdini quickly went to work. He freed himself from the shackles and then began trying to pick the lock of the cell door. But despite his efforts, he couldn't pick that lock. Finally, in desperate exhaustion, he leaned against the door and it swung open so unexpected and quickly that he nearly fell on the floor. The jailer never locked it. The great Houdini found himself locked in by a bad assumption. Friends, assumptions, assumptions act as limitations. They narrow our vision and can lock us in. Assumptions close off possibilities for change and growth. Assumptions can deny our possibility for reconciliation and healing. They can deny the opportunity for a different way of thinking or a new life. And ultimately, ultimately, my friends, they can impoverish our faith and deny room for God to act in our lives or in circumstances. I also don't think it was by any coincidence in this passage today that John recorded that Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree when he was first seen by Jesus. We got a fig tree in our backyard. I'd never seen one until I got here. The thing's enormous. The leaves are this wide. It takes up 25 feet and it's probably 20 feet high. And as I thought about this passage, this little epiphany came to me this year, and I've preached it different ways in the past, but that thing provides a lot of shade. And in the Middle East, it would have been a good place to be tucked under. You not only would not be seen, but you'd be out of the heat, out of the light. But that fig tree couldn't hide Nathaniel from Jesus' divine vision or his bad assumption. Remember, it was the fig tree that provided Adam and Eve cover to supposedly hide their sin from God and from each other. 
It's the fig tree that Jesus will later curse for producing no fruit, no life. Folks, our assumptions can easily become our fig trees, our hiding places. And they're never fruitful. They can easily keep us from engaging life, ourselves, each other, even God at a deeper, more spiritual level. Notice that Nathaniel had no doubt that Jesus would fulfill the Old Testament promises. He wasn't surprised and never even questioned what Philip had said. They had found the one whom Moses and the law and the prophets spoke in the Old Testament. Nathaniel's only shock or disbelief was something good could come out of Nazareth. Nathaniel had as much faith as the others, maybe more so. In fact, according to Jesus' words of praise, he was a good man. But to come out of Nazareth? No way. Not there. Nazareth was about to become a stumbling block for Nathaniel, caused by his opinionated bad assumption that nothing good could come from Nazareth. Assumptions, folks, become stumbling blocks in our lives as well. We all tend to have our Nazareth assumptions, don't we? We tend to think of them as people, places, or things. We tend to think that they're about circumstances or seasons of our lives. But the truth is, friends, our Nazareth assumptions are often about us. They reveal a lot about us, about our fears, about our prejudice, about our guilts, our losses, our wounds. We take our past experiences... (laughs) real or imagined, and we project them onto our present circumstances or other people's, or other people's situations. You see, our assumptions keep our lives shallow and superficial. When we assume we don't have to risk a deeper knowing or being known, at the deepest level, our assumptions can lead to misunderstandings of God. We can't say anything good could come out of fill in the blank. Nazareth, whatever it may be in your life, 2020. We can't believe that God could be present, active, or revealed in our Nazareth. Be it in people, places, situations, whatever. You see, it's hard to see life in the midst of death, hope in the midst of despair. It's often easier just to assume Nazareth is a bad blind spot before us. But for God, friends, for God... Nazareth is a place of self-revelation. It's a place of restoration. It just seems so ungodlike for him to show up in the Nazareths of our lives. It seems like the Nathaniel and us all just assume some set of conditions or some set of expectations must be met in our lives before God will appear or act on our behalf. But let me ask you, doesn't that reveal more about us than it does about God? Friends, God doesn't allow himself to be limited by our assumptions. Praise the Lord. For every Nazareth, there is an open invitation to come and see. For every assumption we make, there's a deeper truth to be discovered, a new relationship to be experienced, a new life to be lived. The Nazareth of our lives becomes the place of God's epiphanies. When God has done something, listen, try to remember this. If you don't remember anything else. 
When God is up to something in our lives, there are two things you can always count on. Martin Luther described one of them perfectly. He once said, where God builds a church, the devil builds a chapel. Friend, Satan never takes a rest. And he's more than happy to move in and add more chaos to your Nazareth if you'll let him. The second certainty is the one I want you to try to cling to now, though. And that is that God can do his greatest work in the worst seasons and circumstances of our lives. If, if we don't assume the worst and lock him out. Folks, we're still in the midst of one of the most uncertain times in the history of this nation. Right now. But this time of uncertainty can become a season of great awakening, revival, renewal, and great spiritual growth, like has never occurred in recent memory. If, once again, if we don't assume the worst and let the enemy live rent-free in our heads. Over and over, Jesus shows up in the Nazareth of our lives to call us out from under the fig tree, away from our little hiding places, from those people, places, and things that keep us hidden and in bondage. And once we leave the fig tree behind, our hearts and minds can become open to see God alive and working in the most absolutely unexpected situations and circumstances of our lives. Friends, God puts lives back together in our personal Nazareth in seasons just like this. As our assumptions begin to fall away, new life and a new world emerges. It's there that the fulfillment of God's promises begin to take shape. It's there that God does His greatest work in what seems like the worst places. It's there in the deepest, darkest hole within your soul that God can plant the deepest roots of His love, His redemption, and His forgiveness for us in our lives. It's there in those places. It's there in those places that Jesus hangs on the cross for us. When you're at rock bottom... When you're most destroyed, when you're most destitute, most discouraged, most damned, and most damaged, it's then and there that God wants to do the greatest work in your life. And I can say that from all honesty because I've been there. When you think it's all come to a crashing end, you're standing at the threshold of a whole new opportunity if, once again, if you're willing to come and see. Can anything good come out of Nazareth or 2020 or the challenges still before us in 2021? I can't answer that question for you. And you can't answer it for me either. Friends, if you really want to know the answer to that question, at some point you must get up and come see for yourselves. The Scriptures reveal that Nathaniel did that. And it changed his life forever. And the broken sinner standing before you today did that. And it changed my life forever. Friends, the real question before you this day is what about you?
Can anything good come out of your Nazareth? The answer's never changed. It's simply come and see. The truth is, folks, not just anything good comes out of Nazareth. But the one who is good incarnate comes out of Nazareth. And he's waiting on you right now to come, to grow, and to go, as we like to say here. To come into a deeper relationship with him through surrender. To grow spiritually through the biblical study opportunities that are before you right now. And then to go. To go out there. To go out there and joyfully share the good news about the one who came from Nazareth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.